0: Here at Kerygma Ventures, our love for the Bible doesn't stop us from having questions about it. Quite the opposite. Our love for the Bible makes us more curious about it. Do you sometimes wonder how the message of the New Testament gives meaning to the Old Testament? Are you fascinated by how Scripture applies to your life? If you do, head over to studythebibleguide.com to get some answers. Listen, we've got a simple guide to give you. It's free. And it's packed with practical tools to help you study the Bible. That website, again, is studythebibleguide.com. And thanks for listening to this Kerygma Ventures podcast. God bless. Hi, I'm Karis Hall McCollum. I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall, and you're joining us for an episode of Papa, I Have a Question. This is where I literally just get to sit down with my dad and ask him a question. Um, I've been blessed my whole life to have access to a great teacher, theologian, Bible uh, student. And so when I'm struggling with something or have a question about something, I just go to him and say, Papa, I have a question. Uh, And as an educator, I know that if one person has a question, usually someone else has that same question. So join us, and uh, maybe you'll get one of your questions answered too. Okay, Papa, I have a question.
1: Okay, are you actually going to do what I say this time?
0: I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> actually, it's funny that you say that because this is a question that I've asked before. <laughs> um, so we've talked about prayer in the yeah. in the past. We've talked about the Lord's Prayer and, and the modeling of prayer. But you said something recently about praying from the point of history that we're at, and it It struck me as like, okay, yeah, am I praying from the correct position? Am I praying from the time in history we are? Am I praying from the promises that we have in Jesus? Am I praying correctly? So can you expound upon what does that mean to pray upon, pray knowing where I am in history?
1: Okay, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, You know, sometimes we, we take the Bible and it's, it's such a precious book. We know that, and and we say, okay, I'm just going to take some of the prayers of the Old Testament. Yeah. And I'm going to pray those prayers. Yeah. Remember
0: when the prayer of Jabez was so popular? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And so, I'm not saying all that's bad, but what we need to do is like, why were they praying that? Yeah. And Then what yeah. was going on then? What made them pray that? And what was God doing in that time that would cause it? One of the great ones is uh, the story of Daniel when Daniel was in uh, Babylon. Mm-hmm. And one day he was reading some of the writings of Jeremiah, mm-hmm. and Jeremiah had had writ, written that Israel was going to go into Babylonian captivity uh, seventy years. And he was reading that, and he, and he looked at the calendar, and he said,
0: "It's been seventy years. It's been nearly
1: seventy years." <laughs> and it motivated him to pray, and he said, yeah. oh, "Okay." I am going to pray according to where we are here. Okay, God, I I see where you said seventy years. Well, okay. Now, I I, I want to confess my sins and the sins of my people, yeah. and to say that you know we we know we are in exile because we've done we've broken the covenant. We deserve mm-hmm. it, and uh, I want to thank you for your willingness to hear us and your mercy, and and I ask you to restore us. So yeah. he he prayed according. To where he was in history, I
0: love that.
1: Now, it's not wrong to go take Daniel's prayer, but it's not going to make much sense to you. It's not but, relative, yeah, relative, yeah. Uh, except for the fact that we get, we get to pray. Yeah. So I, I read the prophecies of the Old Testament and realize, oh, so Hosea said, "There's coming a day of the Lord when." The sun is going to be dark and the moon's going to be turned to blood, and the stars are going to fall out of the sky, and, and, all, and all this kind of stuff. And so, when is that going to happen? And then I realize I read in New Testament where, oh, that happened on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. So, the day of the Lord, that day of the Lord happened there, therefore, I'm going to pray and behave based on what
0: has already happened.
1: What has already happened. Yeah. So, uh, you know, another aspect of it is the story Jesus told about the uh, persistent widow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, she kept coming to this judge saying, give me justice, give me justice, give me justice. And and she she wouldn't give him any, any relief. I mean, she'd wake him up at night.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: like, give me justice. And it says that. That guy was not a, he wasn't even a godly man, but just because he's tired of her pestering him, he got up and gave her justice. But the conclusion was, Jesus said, I tell you that your father is not like that judge. He's not just going to get up because you're persistent. He loves you. You're his elect. Mm -hmm. And he will grant you justice quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, what's justice? It's taking what's on the books that has said, this is what's right. And it is applying what's on the books. So there's a sense in which God is saying, find out what's on the books. Mm. What's in the covenant for you? What did he say? Mm -hmm. What did he say was his will and what he wanted to do? What's in the books? What's been paid for? Mm -hmm. What's yours because it's been paid for? Pray that. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, you, you're praying for somebody that's a, a, a relative or a friend or whatever that's uh, living in confusion or sin. First John 5 says this is confidence we have in him. If we pray anything according to his will, we know he hears us. If you see a brother sending a sin not unto death, I say do you, pray for him, and God will give life to him. Mm-hmm. That's in the books.
0: hmm. That's a promise already made. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, so we get all, you know, all into the well. What's the sin unto death? How do we know the sin unto yeah, death? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think it's obvious that in that context, the sin unto death is somebody who says, "I, I refuse to believe Jesus."
0: Yeah.
1: That's the sin unto death. Well, if he hasn't done that, then I have motivation to keep praying.
0: Yeah.
1: And and expecting. Yeah. It's like God. You said you'd give life. Yep. So I'm asking to give life. So I'm praying in light of where we are in history. That's because I can, the reason I can pray that is historically that I'm on the after side of Jesus paying that price and, and, and redeeming sin and forgiving sin and making that available.
0: Yeah, he's the one that put it on the books. Yeah. Yeah, I love that analogy of putting it on the books because I think sometimes we take that if you pray according to his will and we just put that phrase on what we want. We just say, yeah. like, Lord, if it's your will, give me a new car. Yeah. Lord, if it's your will, you know, cause this affliction to pass. S- yeah. Save me from this. As opposed to going, okay, what what is on the books? What can I say? You've promised this. Yeah. I'm gonna pray for this. You know? Yeah. I, I don't have to say if it's your will. I already know it's on your will. It's already on the books. Right. Um, so how do we find out all that what's on the books?
1: I read the books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly,
1: but, but, but good question though you read the books as interpreted by Jesus, yeah, so I don't have to go back and read I can, I can read the, the prayers of David as he was lamenting things and he was looking forward to them like, who who I'd love to live on the hill of God. I'd love to live on the mountain with God. who can who can be up there? Well, we had somebody who did that. yeah, you know, Jesus did that. So in light of the fact that Jesus already climbed the hill and he lives on the hill of God and that I'm in him and I'm sitting at the right hand of the Father, then I pray from that perspective.
0: Right, yeah.
1: So I'm living, I'm praying out of the fulfillment of what Jesus has done when he came.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. And knowing where we are in history, again, we want to pray for the ease of pressure. We want to pray for pain relief. We want to pray for all those things. But knowing where we are in history... We're not promised pain relief. No. We're not promised ease of life. We're promised to, that we will have the power to walk out what we're called to do. Yeah. And so I think knowing that in our prayer life helps, too. It's like, okay, Lord, I don't really want to have to fight this battle, but you didn't promise me that I wouldn't have to fight battles. You yeah. promised you'd be with me. So exactly. give me an awareness. Give me a conscious awareness of your presence as I walk forward in this battle. That's yeah. praying what's on the books, right? Like you yes. promised you'd be here with me.
1: So Jesus' last charge to his disciples, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. As the Father sent me, I send you. Go into all the world, as you go into all the world, and go. Proclaim the gospel, and I will be with you to the end of the age. Yeah. Okay, we live on the after side of that.
0: right.
1: So here's one of my favorite prayers in the New Testament. Peter and John had healed a man coming into the Mm -hmm. temple area who'd been there for his whole life. Yeah. Crippled, poor. So he's asking for alms, and they say, well, we don't have any money, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. the guy jumps up, starts dancing, praising God, running everywhere, and causes a big commotion, as you might expect. Yeah. So the temple authorities, Jewish leaders and whatever, said, you know, we, we can't put up with this. Uh, and so they go to him and say, you can't preach anymore in Jesus' name. And so Peter and John and the rest of the church, they're in the church, got together and they prayed. Now here's what they prayed. This is Acts chapter four. They said, uh, we remember what was written in, in Psalm two, where you said, the nations will rage, and they'll mock, and they'll they'll set up all their kings. But I, God, have set up my king on Mount Zion, and he's going to destroy all of them. And he will set his kingdom in order, and, and he will laugh at all the nations. They said, essentially, so this is the deadly translation, but it's pretty, <laughs> <like> clo- it. <laughs> pretty close. They said, uh, we were there. When that happened. Mm. we That's a historical fact. You were on the hill. And when you were on the hill, those who were just looking physical eyes didn't see it, but we saw that we know what happened. You defeated all mm. those powers. You defeated the powers of hell. Mm. And all the powers that ruled over all the principalities and whatever. And... Um, And our king is now ruling. Mm -hmm. And one of those powers is trying to make us quit preaching in the name of Jesus. So we would like, on the basis of where we live in history, we'd like to ask you to intervene. Mm -hmm. And it says the place where they were was shaken. And interestingly enough, they went down to talk to the leaders, and they said, uh, Y'all be nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh do what you have to do. Because they basically said to them look we're gonna we're gonna preach in the name of Jesus y'all do have, what you have to do if you need to put us in jail, help yourself, yeah, uh, but uh we're gonna preach in Jesus name,
0: yeah,
1: and they basically said, uh, okay, we don't want to cause more controversy here, so y'all just be nice
0: just do it, just do it gently <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay lie. so
1: so the, this is that's the church praying in light of where they mm-hmm. are, yeah. I mean, it's great to have Psalm 2 to look forward to. One of these days there's going to be Jesus on the hill, you know. And I was like, no, that's already happened. Yeah. So so I can live in light of that.
0: Of knowing that that, yeah. Isn't that good? That's so good. It makes me want to go re reread Acts 4 I and mean, be like, get in there.
1: But it won't be exactly like that. Oh, said, no? It? No. <laughs> it's close.
0: Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's encouraging. Uh I love in the Old Testament. I've been studying a lot in the Old Testament, and I love how they are always quoting the Bible. They're always quote quoting. It's like yeah. you said this according to your word, yeah, according right. to your word. And I think, I think, uh, I think that's what gives us power uh, when we pray. It's according to His word, what's on the table, and where I am. Yeah. So that's encouraging. That that gives a whole new life to your prayer life. Yeah. to the prayers that you pray because you're not just throwing up wishes anymore right you're saying you're saying this is who I am, this is who you are. let's do it.
1: yeah, that's where we are yeah and you know uh, I don't know if you ever read it, but I wrote a book back in the 90s on prayer and it was uh, called incense and Thunder and it was a picture of prayer in the in the book of Revelation mm-hmm. which is written in symbols. so John saw what was going on in the heavenlies and he saw incense going up into heaven. And an angel would take the smoke, the incense, and mix it with fire from the altar and fling it back to earth. And when it came back to earth, it came back as thunder, lightning, and earthquakes. Mm-hmm. So, I, And so he said, what is that? So, well, that's prayers. Mm-hmm. That's the prayers of the saints seen through the symbolic eyes. And so our job is to send up the, the, the prayers. Mm-hmm. What does God do? Well, he has an angel in charge of taking our prayers, mixing it with... His will, Mm. His word, his his timing, He flings it back to the earth, and it changes things. Mm. There's the thunder of His Word, the lightning of His illumination, Mm. the earthquakes of God transforming stuff.
0: That's good. His timing. We don't always like that part of it, that that gets mixed in. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. That's encouraging. That's really good. I know you're not going to be surprised by this, but your answer brought up another question for me, so... (laughs) All right, thanks for joining us for another uh, episode of Papa, I Have a Question. Join us next time as I definitely have another question. Thank you so much for listening to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. We'd love for you to join us next week as we continue to bring you conversations and messages that challenge you to live a life of grace and freedom, developing a thriving relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with someone in your life who you know would be encouraged to hear it? Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.